For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. D-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. I didn't even Hurts, Eating. first down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back. Another episode of Eagles Unfiltered. Ed Kratz here with John McMullen. We are in the Zoom zone today. We uh, were at the Eagles-Patriots debacle on Thursday night. 35 nothing Patriots over the Eagles. Um, not a very good performance. <laughs> that would be an understatement. Uh, but uh, So here we are. It's, it's now Friday, and we're getting to our recap, and we're going to take a little look ahead here, too, as to uh, you know, what these next few days to a week hold for the Eagles. But, uh, John, uh, let's start with your takeaways from 35-0. Uh, well, it's not good. You know, I, I, I think you got to put the context on it and realize that, hey, the majority of the Eagles starters uh, certainly – uh, didn't play for a long time, and he had a, a significant group that didn't play at all. Right. So, you know, it, it's not going to have much to do with September 12th in Atlanta, but I, I, I do think you have to be realistic and say there's some troubling signs here, and I think you wrote about that on SI.com's Eagle Mabe. And I, I mean, you talk about a guy who preaches competition, and obviously I'm talking about head coach Nick Sirianni, and, and, and then he ha- handles the preseason this way. I mean, there's to me, there's a sort of a disconnect. And I know fans have gotten on us for pointing out they didn't convert a third down until, you know, essentially six quarters in. And over the last six quarters of the preseason, they've been outscored 52 nothing. And they say, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I guarantee you this, Ed, if they were 11 for 11 on third downs, and they were outscoring opponents 52 nothing. they'd be making a big deal out of it. It would so matter. It, it, would, it, it does it, matter. Yeah. It does matter a little bit. And, look, I, I I talked about it a little bit yesterday with you in the press box and some other reporters. I, I didn't get the fragment, fragmented nature of the plan. And In other words, look, I, I have no problem if you say we're going to sit our starters. A lot of teams do that in the preseason. Then sit your starters. I didn't like this, oh, we're going to play the back seven on defense outside of Darius Slay, but we're not going to play the healthy guys on the defensive line. I didn't like, oh, we're going to play the left side of the offensive line, but not the right side of the offensive line. It didn't make much sense to me, and that's my biggest concern. And then Jalen Hurts, look, it's not the Eagles' fault that he got sick before the game. He was scheduled to play, but he was only scheduled to play about two series. So 
you know, I, I'm looking at this young quarterback who needs reps. And I know my buddy Derek Gunn has already reported the plan, at least, you know, and it can change is he's not going to play against the New York Jets in week three of preseason. And if that is true, if that holds up, you're talking about a guy who's going to show up against the Atlanta Falcons in week one with 10 preseason reps. I I, I don't know if that's a recipe for success. Yeah, you know, I'll go you one further as far as this fragmentation goes is the playing of Miles Sanders. I mean, and I asked Sirianni about it afterwards. It's just weird that, okay, you don't play him against the Steelers. Now all of a sudden you play him. And, you know, I guess he said, well, we just decided we wanted to get him some snaps. So, you know, this whole personnel juggling and who's playing and who's not playing is pretty bizarre to say the least. And as far as Hertz goes, I, you know, I would say it's kind of hard to say how, if he's going to play or not. I, you know, maybe Derek Gunn's been told that, but I mean, they still have two practices against the Jets. If, <clears throat> look real sharp in those practices then that that could easily change and he could see some time um you know to me i would treat it as a, a dress rehearsal this game friday night uh, next friday night against the new york jets and i would play all my starters for two series i mean if you're going to get hurt you're going to get hurt and if you get hurt you have two weeks before the opener to to mend um that's how I would approach it. That's not traditionally how it's done in the NFL. And it looks like Nick Sirianni will probably go the traditional approach, but um, you know, what is a concern and what does matter to me coming out of Thursday night's uh, blowout is that the depth on this team has to be in question right now. And to me, that's a, that's a front office issue. Um, you have guys out there on the second team and the third team that just aren't that good, at least that we've seen so far. Um, and, and that's an indictment right now on the front office. Uh, I mean, the Eagles did rest their entire defensive front that's going to play, you know, the majority of snaps, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat. None of those guys played. So your first team defensive line in that game were two rookies, Teron Jackson, Milton Williams, and then inside you had, um, I think it was T.Y. McGill and uh, Hassan Ridgeway. Right. I mean, you know, these are guys that are going to play. I mean, I would assume, I assume Teron Jackson is going to make the team, even though, to be honest, he really hasn't shown me a whole lot in the camp or preseason sixth round pick. So, you know, maybe they try to get him to the practice squad, but you know, this is your depth. These are your guys, your third team defensive line, Marlon Tua to Apollo, another rookie, um, Jaquan Bailey, an undrafted rookie, uh, Raquan Williams, who I think, you know, he can play, maybe he makes the team. Um, but it's just not, it's just not really good. And that that's frightening. If the Eagles suffer injuries, they're not, they're going to have a hard time, you know, filling in with some of these guys, I think. And then the cornerback position to me is just bereft of talent. Um, and, and listen, I don't want to, be like the sky is falling here you know the the doomsday patrol john and me you know i mean i'm just kind of telling you what i'm seeing and i and i see some good things okay i mean Devontae smith and whatnot but this cornerback group with darius slate didn't play thursday night steve nelson did only played a handful of snaps okay that's fine those two guys are okay they're good but then after that what do you have i mean zach mcpherson's kind of come down to earth uh, in my opinion, Michael Jaquette does not look at all like he's ready to, you know, 
represent himself well in a, in a, in a regular season game. And, and then what, I mean, Craig James has got a foot injury. I mean, John, am I, am I off base here with this cornerback group to me that right now? No, I think, yeah. I mean, you think we were so concerned about that group before Steve Nelson came in here and then it can't kind of calm down because Steve has played pretty well as a veteran player. I do think if, the worst case scenario if Steve Nelson or Darius Slade gets hurt, I think then you start talking about, okay, Bonte Maddox, the nickel corner's got to kick outside because Zach McPherson's not ready. Uh, Mike Chiquette's not ready. And then maybe Josiah Scott plays the nickel. So I think you got to look at it a little bit different. And I think Jonathan Gannon, well, that's his strength is sort of to be able to get more out of cornerback specifically than maybe it looks like on paper. Uh, so I do think a look at it in 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 that kind of way. But you're right. I I mean, look, I, I I said it early when Zach McPherson and people were saying before Steve Nelson came here, you know, expecting a a fourth round pick to to hit the ground running in the NFL. It's just not realistic. I mean, we've seen first round really talented corners struggle. Jeffrey Okuda, I always bring up from last year was the third overall pick in the draft, and he was a disaster. Now, hopefully, he he gets going in the right direction this year, but um, it's difficult to make the transition at that particular position. Uh, you know, one of the other things I wanted to get into, Ed, is, you know, okay, w- when we do get to week one, and we've talked about the 70, 75-minute practices, we've talked about the limited reps for the first-team guys, and then you're going to show up on September 12th in Atlanta and say, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, Jason Kelsey, go play 75 snaps. Go play 65, 75 snaps, depending on how the game goes on, on what side of the football. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think the, the early part of this season is going to be a de facto preseason for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think, you know, the one good thing about going to Atlanta for the opener is it's an indoor game. You know, it's going to be temperature controlled. You know, these games the Eagles have played in Philadelphia, it's been, you know, stifling humidity and heat. Uh, And these guys have shown the effects of these 75 minute practices. They're just not and they're not really rotating. You know, so guys are playing longer and they're getting more gassed. I mean, maybe this is their way of playing their way into shape is by giving him these reps. But like you said, they're not doing it for the first team guys. So, you know, they're going to be in for, uh, you know, some oxygen uh, on the sidelines in Atlanta, even though there it is climate controlled and that will help. But then you come back with the 49ers. You know, we could be in an Indian summer in Philadelphia. Who knows? It could be warm again. Uh, but we're going to see. And, and that's why I don't want to be all gloom and doom, because, listen, you know, you're right about, you know, they didn't play anybody. They're not making any real defensive calls. They're not subbing guys in. They're not rotating. They're not keeping guys fresh. They're just letting them hang out there to dry and see what they can do. And, you know, whether or not that hurts these guys' confidence, these young guys' <laughs> confidence. I mean, the body language Thursday night, look, they look defeated. Um, they didn't look happy, um, nor should they be. Uh, you know, you had Lane Johnson on on your uh, post game show, and he said it was a terrible performance. And you, and you know, you wrote about that on EagleMaven.com, and you can check out what Lane had to say. But uh, you know, I, I think that we're going to see a completely different team, 
at least I would hope, once the season begins, you're going to see the the zone, uh, the read op, the read pa- run pass option plays, the RPOs. You're going to see more subbing. You're going to see um, the 53 guys that are on this team. You're not going to be seeing guys that aren't going to be on this team like we saw Thursday night. Uh, which leads me, John, to you know, let's take a little bit a look ahead here to the 53-man roster. Um, do you see? Gosh, do you see a guy like Jacoby Stevens making this team, or could he possibly be an IR candidate, the linebacker? Well, I think a lot depends on the in, the injury itself. I, I I don't think they want to IR him if it's not significant. I don't think you know. We often talk about if you and IR. And we mentioned this with Tyree Jackson last week. If you IR a guy right now, that means he's done for the season. And that not only means the games, it means you can't practice. And obviously with young players, you want them to practice. You want them to get involved. You want them to develop. So you got to be careful. But more so linebacker as a whole. Look, you talked about depth. You talked about corners. Well, I, I you know, if you look at the rushing statistics of Pittsburgh and and New England in the second half of these games, they've been off the charts. And basically, it's been against Sean Bradley and Rashad Smith. So I'm saying, are you going to keep those guys around? To, I, I, I don't know. So if Jacoby Stevens, you can put him on the back end of your roster and say, okay, maybe he's not going to help you much in 2021. But maybe he can help on special teams. Maybe you can get him developing in practice. I still think if he's healthy, if he's ready to go at some point, I think he will be. I think he's got a chance to make this roster. So he's a linebacker. So how many linebackers? Let's look at the linebacker group then. You have um, Eric Wilson, Alex Singleton, and T.J. Edwards, who I thought, listen, there weren't There's a lot- one guy I said that played well yesterday. T.J. Edwards played very, very well. And I yeah. thought Alex Singleton played very well. He missed the tackle or two, but I, I love the play that he made when there were two blockers on a screen. He kind of ducked between them and, and shut that screen down with a nice yeah, it was a great play. Tackle. And then the next play, I was saying, wow, look at Alex Singleton. I think it was the next play that he missed the tackle. Uh, but it was that type of night. Yeah. Uh, but those you you mentioned those three guys. And I would add Davion Taylor, who's obviously dealing with his own injury. So now we have four guys. Those those guys are going to make the roster. And I think you got to keep a fifth linebacker. Maybe you did not keep six. What are you calling Kerrigan? I'm calling Kerrigan a defensive end because as much as I've talked about – and and by the way, I kind of put this hybrid group, which is Joe Osman, Jannard Avery, and Patrick Johnson – I kind of put them aside, too. I kind of put them in a different group. But if you want to add them to the linebackers, you're probably going to keep six because you're going to have Jonard Avery is going to be your Sam linebacker. Most likely he's the starter, Patrick Johnson. So it is a tough numbers game because you want to keep your rookies. Well, that's, um, I don't know if you can get to six guys then, right? With yeah. the, who we mentioned, then you're keeping – who would you say, Patrick Johnson? I would keep Patrick Johnson right now over Jacoby Stevens, but it, you know, and by the way, I think you can get both through waivers and onto the practice squad. So ultimately I think they'll both be here. Um, you know, maybe one has to start on the practice squad. Uh, but I, I don't think you're going to get, um, uh, you know, teams remember 
teams around the league are watching these preseason games. I don't think they're going to be clamoring to pick up Eagles on the waiver wire after the way they've been playing. Yeah, and, and maybe that's way that, what the Eagles want. But all right, how about Joe Osman? You think Joe Osman makes the team? I don't. I, I think it's kind of the end. Now you can you can have veterans on the practice squad now. So when I say end of the road, I don't think he's going to make the fifty three again. He might be back on the practice squad, and it's expanded again because of the COVID rules are carrying over. So it's a sixteen man practice squad. Remember, you got a lot of room for a lot of players. Yeah. And Joe's undersized. He's kind of a tweener, kind of a hybrid player, part defensive end. The Eagles are trying to make him a linebacker. Again, I think they can get him on waivers and get him through the practice squad. But I, I think the numbers game is too difficult for Joe Oz. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Let's look at the wide receiver. Let's go to the offensive side of the ball. <laughs> look at uh, uh, at wide receiver. I mean, we kind of went into this game looking maybe for some separation between Ortega Whiteside and Travis Fulgham. They both played Whiteside. Ortega Whiteside had a drop on a slant. Fulgham was targeted once. I don't remember when it was in the game, but according to the stat book, he was targeted once. He played, I think, 13 snaps to Ortega Whiteside's eight. We saw no separation between those two. Andre Patton, a kind of a dark horse candidate for a roster spot, played just nine snaps, didn't assert himself. Um, John Hightower played, but didn't show anything. Yeah, I mean, I mean w- w- what's your take? Did you see them keeping only four? I mean, they got to keep more than four receivers, right? I would think. I, I, I think, by the way, and, and it's not about how much he played on offense, but the Eagles tried to get Travis Fulgham involved on special teams. Right. I think he played. 13, 14 snaps. I forget the exact number. And, and I think it was the same teams. thing. He played a lot of special teams as well. Yeah. And and that's where I think they're trying to figure out because if you're going to be the fifth guy, you got to help on special teams. And I, I don't think I, I don't think they can keep six. These guys aren't just they just haven't performed. They just haven't been good enough. I mean, the starters didn't perform last night. Um, so I I think you got the four solid guys, and that's Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager. Quez Watkins, Greg Ward. And then I think that fifth spot comes down to Travis Fulgham or J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, and they both tried to give it away yesterday. So it's tough yeah. to tough to handicap. So you're, you're tossing Hightower and Patton aside. I don't think – I'm not sure what the practice squad eligibility rules are, but I'm not sure Patton has any of those left, but Hightower would. Um, yeah, you can have veterans now because of COVID. So right. I think it's three or four veterans. Uh, so anybody, I mean, they can keep any veteran they want and put them on the practice squad as long as you convince them to come on your practice squad. And in case of Patton, he's not uh, an entrenched veteran who's been around the league, so I don't think he'd have an issue with it. So remember, this this cut down, and it'll go from 85 to 80 on Tuesday. Correct. And then you got the big one, 80 to 53. But remember, when once you cut down to 53, you're going back up to 69 when you populate your practice squad. So a lot of those guys on the final cut, they're going to be brought back uh, because I, I don't think you're going to see a lot of Eagles claimed on waivers. Yeah, and, and you know, look, I think you're going to keep Rodney McLeod on the 53, right, because you have to. Otherwise, you have to shut him down. Yeah. You're going to keep Landon Dickerson on the 53, I'm sure. So – you know, will those two well, Landon's a little bit different Landon, you know, they might start him on pop, which, you know, would give him an extra six weeks. 
I could see that. Not, I mean, if they think he's going to be ready, uh, Nate Herbig hasn't really played well since they moved him to center and tried to cross-train him. I think it's interesting. He's kind of taken a step back. Maybe they put a little bit too much on his plate, trying to make him that interior backup who can slide between all three positions. So Land is interesting because they might give him the extra time. And if they say, okay, he'll be ready more midway through the season, you could start him on pop. And obviously you'd have an extra roster spot. But I do think they want to get Landon Dickerson back a little bit more quickly because Nate Herbig did not uh, acquit himself well at center. And he wasn't good when he moved to guard either. So he's kind of taking a back step, I think, with all that on his plate, trying to add center to sort of his resume. Yeah. I thought he was playing well at guard to start camp. I thought he oh, had yeah, the start reps. camp. Yeah. Yeah. Then now that he's moved to center, he's kind of trying to absorb that. But right now he's the backup center. Ross Pierschbacher, I think got some 13 reps there. They don't have Luke Jariga anymore. They waved to him injured, uh, I think with a foot injury. So it looks like Kirby is going to be the backup center until whenever Landon Dickerson returns to the field. And hopefully he makes less of a fashion statement than he did last night. Did you get a load of that outfit he had on? Yeah, I did. Thursday night? I think he, yeah, Lane joked about that on the post game <laughs> show. He thought he drove his tractor to work. Uh, yeah, he's an interesting kid. I thought he lost uh, a bet or something. I thought, okay, maybe he lost some kind of a wager in the locker room and they made him do that. But I, maybe that's just par for the course for him. He's a yeah. certainly a big dude. I'm not going to question him at yeah. all. When you're, yeah, when you're uh, six, five, six, six, three, thirty. You can do whatever you want. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna say anything. Well, their security guy, who I'm sure Eagles fans were familiar with, he's always around the coach. Dom DeSandro is a big guy, and I saw DeSandro and and Dickerson side by side, and Dickerson just yeah. dwarfed DeSandro. I mean, that you know, he he is. And, and and by the way, Jordan Mailata dwarfs everybody. That's the amazing <laughs> thing about Jordan Mailata. He dwarfs everybody. Yeah, I think Andre the Giant could show up. He dwarfs him. Yeah, that's funny. All right. Um, so, all right, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed another episode here of Eagles Unfiltered uh, with my co-host, John McMullen. I'm Ed Kratz. Make sure you check us out, uh, you know, leading up to the Jets game and coming out of the Jets game. The Eagles are off Friday. They're off. They're doing a walkthrough Saturday. The Eagles Autism Challenge is taking place at Lincoln Financial Field. If you want to find your way down there, there's going to be player appearances and uh, coaches' appearances, and it's a, for a great cause, obviously. Uh, and then Sunday they're off again, and then uh, Monday uh, they're well. No, I'm sorry. Sunday they practice at the link. Sunday night, last open practice there, uh, and then they uh, take Monday off, and then they go to practice with the Jets Tuesday and Wednesday. John and I will have you covered. EagleMaven.com or si.com/nfl/eagles. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.